0: everyone. I'm Emily Crow, Multimedia Editor at Progressive Grocer. Welcome to Top Women in Grocery, a podcast that focuses on the trends, topics, and interests that move women forward in grocery retail. We're spotlighting extraordinary women in the grocery industry who've had successful careers and interesting lives, and who are also making a positive impact in their workplaces and in their communities. Today, we're joined by Odile Ducaté, Vice President of IT Data and Analytics at Retail Business Services, which is a services company of Ahol Delhays, USA. She joined the company in Dalhayes, Belgium's information technology department in 1997 as a systems engineer, and now leads the IT team tasked with designing and delivering enterprise data services and data architecture that enables business products and insights. We're here to talk with her today about the importance of an international perspective in business, hiring the right talent, women in STEM, and more. Odile, thank you for joining us.
1: Thank you for having me, Emily. Nice to be here.
0: Of course. To start, I'm hoping you can tell us a little bit about your career journey and how you landed in your current role. Yeah,
1: of course. Um, So as you just mentioned, I joined the Audelez organization, which is our global parent company, uh, a few years ago. Um, And at the time it was as a co-op in the infrastructure team in Belgium. And since then, I've been like really seeking and looking at opportunity to learn and to contribute to the success of our local brand. That led me to really take more and more responsibility within infrastructure, within IT, as well as getting the chance to have this international assignment in the US. Um, so I'm now leading the IT uh, data and analytics team within retail business services. So retail business services is a service arm for all the less USA, uh, and it's the five brands, uh, including Food Lion, Giant Food, The Giant's Company, Anafort and Stop and Shop. So the way I'm looking at it, they really are the car and and we are the engine that keep them running uh, from an IT, HR merchandising perspective.
0: And what does a typical day look like for you? What sort of preparation do you do? What routines do you have? What gets you going every day?
1: Yeah, um, thank you for asking that, because that's something which is very important to me. I'm a very, very early um, raiser, so I'm uh, okay. up and going by by 5 a.m. in the morning, um, really taking some time to, to meditate and do some type of exercise. Um, and also making sure that I'm mentally prepared for the day. So it's also my time to educate myself. So I would often like read a chapter of a book. Like I just started the last, uh, Brené Brown, Atlas of the Art," which I really love. Or listening to your podcast. Ah. Um, so it's uh, a time to, to really <laughs> get and, and educate myself. Uh, but then I try to get to my desk, like very early, 7.30, uh, the latest. And really start to prepare for the day, review my email, a meeting, finishing presentation. Uh, Because as a leader, most of my time is really focused on relationship management, budget, project Mm follow-up, talent development, which is the best thing ever. Um, And I like to have the time to position myself for my team uh, as a sounding board. Um, reviewing and selecting technical solution, infrastructure, architecture, and make sure that I'm also the internal advisor when it comes to data for our organization.
0: Great. That's really interesting. I have to ask, do you drink coffee or tea in the morning? Is there any way that you wake up better?
1: Oh, I I always like the thing is at 4.30, my internal clock is there. So I'm like awake. Um, It's more like 8 p.m. when it's starting to get difficult. But I love a good coffee or a good cup of tea to to help me with that. Okay.
0: (laughs) Well, as we mentioned, you started your career in Belgium. Mm -hmm. How has that international business experience helped you look at your job from a different perspective?
1: Yeah. Uh, Thank you for asking that question, because I really believe that what led to my success and and some of uh, the way I'm looking at my leadership. So uh, I was born and raised in France. And except for um, a short internship Mm -hmm. in Hungary, when I moved to Belgium, it was really my first experience in working in an environment where not everyone was having the same mother tongue uh, because Belgium Mm -hmm. is a country where very small, but where there are so many different languages that people often speak their own in meeting, uh, which was a great opportunity for me to learn to speak Flemish, for example. Uh, But it also really opened my eyes on how deliberate you have to be with the word that you are choosing uh, when you speak, when the person you are speaking to, uh, is not their mother tongue. And how you have to listen very carefully when someone is speaking to you in a language, which is not the one you are the most comfortable with. So it it get me to a point where I'm extremely careful um, with the way I'm thinking, but also very careful about listening in, checking on body language and expression. Uh, and I'm also naturally extremely curious. So um, as I'm emerging myself in different culture, looking at differences, learning quotes and, and way of speaking and way of working, um, it helped me to be adaptable when I joined a new team or a new environment. So I know some people look at that and say, oh, are you a chameleon? But that's not really the way I'm thinking about it. I'm looking at it as as I've been uh, getting all of this experience, it's a layer on top of each other. And really build the core of who I am and contribute to strengthen my leadership. So when I moved in the US in 2012 in North Carolina, um, it really helped me to adjust not only to the American culture, but also to a different role because I had been in infrastructure for 15 years and I was switching to a role which was global services. So all of the office of the CIO function, which is totally different job. So having that um, strength of listening and and really reflecting and taking the time really helped me to approach that work as I do in a new culture and not making assumptions, being eager to learn and really connecting that understanding to what I already know. So I recommend to anyone who is interested to do an expatriated uh, assignment or to uh, take a job in a different culture to do it because what you learn and the way you grow um, from it is, is tremendous.
0: That's really interesting. Thank you for sharing. Switching gears a little bit uh, to your IT and data mm-hmm. experience, we know that robust data and analytics programs have become more important than ever for mm-hmm. grocers. What can you tell us about how data and analytics are changing the industry?
1: Yeah. Yeah, of course. And and this day with everything you heard, you hear in the major and, and, uh, and you can read... Uh, you don't need to be an expert anymore to to see how data, and especially AI, uh, can impact your day-to-day life, Uh, especially when it comes to generative AI tool that all of us now can access very easily. Um, But it can really really be leveraged across the enterprise in across all areas, finance, HR. uh, But for us as retailers, things like supply chain, to improve order forecasts, inventory, out of stock, uh, but moreover, it really helps us improve the customer experience uh, by anticipating their need, uh, and at the same time, securing and ensuring privacy of the data they are trusting with us, because that's also a very important point of, of my job. Um, our customer, they like personal experiences, we all do, uh, whether it's a coupon, recommendation, based on your previous purchases, uh, or what customer with similar profile bought before. So all of this, as well as creating that visibility on product availability, product substitution, uh, really provide a great uh, customer experience. And and for us, we we support that by robust data platform uh, that really enable like collection, governance, security, and overall data management, uh, because we want um, to make sure we can secure and um, and get to a place where every event in our environment is available for advanced use case. And as we see um, the customer need and the customer preferences evolve, and we know that they are evolving very quickly, uh, this use case will continue to expand and get even stronger.
0: Yeah, that customer experience is paramount no matter what it is. So having the right talent on board for these programs can also be paramount how do you go about finding and hiring the right people and also making sure that they have the tools they need to succeed and stay engaged in their work? Yeah. And, and that's a, a key, uh, again, another very key topic for us
1: because as we just discussed, data is the foundation of any transformational work done in any type of enterprises there, which means that data competency are extremely odd commodities globally. So for us, what, do we do to hire and retain this best and brightest talent? Um, so first, we really create visibility on the very exciting and technically advanced work that we are doing at retail business services and in the retail industry. Uh, because there is a lot of, of cases, as we just discussed, that can really give experience to, to, to folks. So, And we encourage our team to share their successes uh, in conferences, in publication, um, we also want to make sure they are recognized internally and externally uh, for the contribution they are making. So last year, we, you may not know that, but uh, two of my team members were part of the uh, Gen X nominee, and one was a Twig nominee. So we, and because we believe Wonderful. that uh, also what is important for our team is to get this recognition. And we also have like uh, our secret weapon, which is won't be that secret anymore, which is uh, our co-op program. Mm-hmm. Um, so that, that co-op program has really been bringing us uh, early talent that really grow our talent pool. And it has been very active in the data space for more than eight years. And really offer college students the, the opportunity to immerse with our team for six months and really contribute to a uh, key project. And they get exposure, they get leadership experience, uh, and they get uh, a chance to... Uh, really be part of a team that, that delivers toward customer uh, solution. So, and for me, having started in the company as a co op, uh, it's very close to my heart. And um, it's a, also contribute to a pipeline. So, it's a, just a, a win win. Um, and what we see is that many of these co op move to full time role where yep. they continue to contribute um, and have a direct impact on the business. Like most. Uh, of uh, our team these days, the new talent are coming from that core program.
0: So, talking a little bit about IT in a different lens, we know it's traditionally been a male-dominated field. Yeah, how did you find your footing, and how have you established yourself as an executive in this field? Yeah,
1: yeah. Thank you for asking because it's still mm-hmm. a key topic today. Uh, sure. Why? Because while the majority of the STEM um, graduates are females these days there is still a lack of women in the IT and professional world. Um, mm-hmm. So when I started in my infrastructure role 26 years ago, mm-hmm. I was often the only woman in the room. And there was no female IT leader that I could look up to uh, that or could seek advice from. So and it, took really, it really took me a few years to realize that I didn't have to be one of the guy to be successful. Mm-hmm. Um, but it really, for me to, to really hit home, it really took for me to hire my, fir- my first female associate uh, okay. in our infrastructure team. And that really pushed me to bring my full self at work because she mentioned to me she was looking at me as a role model, which was a surprise. Uh, and I was like, wow, if I'm a role model, I need to be a the person I am because I don't want her to feel like she has someone different to be successful. So that really, that interaction and and that first hire, first female hire, really changed my outlook. Um, And it also made me more confident uh, and more vocal about my interests, my inspiration, like saying that I was interested to to do an expatriate assignment uh, Mm -hmm. or leading key project. So, and when I moved to the US in 2012, I finally had the opportunity to work for a woman. So at the time that Dixon was the US CIO for the team, mm-hmm. uh, and I learned a lot from her. Um, how to balance care and empathy. Uh, at the same time, excellent delivery and successes, uh, technical ability, and strong business acumen. How to balance all of that together in a, uh, in a package that make you a better leader. So, um, and as a female leader, in a, especially in a male dominated field, you often need to prove yourself. And every time you join the team or enter a new room, um, it, it's, it's happening again. So that doesn't mean that you shouldn't speak up, uh, which is what I do. And whether it's asking questions or contributing to the task at hand, I really embrace who I am and what my expertise bring to the table.
0: I love that. Well, you and I talked a bit previously about how women in STEM have mm-hmm. more options than ever to get into a tech-focused career. What advice do you have for women looking to make that shift or expand their expertise? And uh, very important
1: because we know a lot of women are, are sometimes taking breaks in their career and want to come back. So they may have been in STEM before or they just want to change career. And today there is a lot of reconversion programs that exist. There is a lot of boot camp or free learning paths that are offered by nonprofits or by technology organizations. And that's really Allow you to, to really get your brush up your skill or gain new skill and really shift your, your career to, to IT. So I strongly recommend to take advantage of this program and at the same time to join uh, a local IT networking organization. Mm-hmm. So there is a lot of women in STEM uh, organization, women in technology, women who codes uh in every area so to join one of them and really start to to build that networking while you you expand your skill set uh and then that will open doors for you that you don't know existed to start this new role this new career and i would encourage also women to become um the robotics club advisor Mm -hmm. uh for the school or to support them. The teacher, uh, the informatic teacher, just to make sure that you you also create that visibility for uh, for other women.
0: I love that. Well, speaking of networking and being visible, how has mentorship Mm -hmm. helped you throughout your career? It's something we love talking about here. So I'm curious how you look for mentorship mentorship opportunities now and how it helped you in the past.
1: Yeah. So let me maybe start by uh, how it helped me in the past because mentorship, formal and informal, has been and and is part of my growth. So Mm. as an individual, as a leader, um, I've been blessed um, to have people along the way that took interest in me and really spend the time and the energy to help me become my best self. So they created that space for me to be vulnerable about uh, where I was in my life and some of the opportunity and gifted me with their time and their experience and advice so early in my career uh, as well as every time i went through a big transformation like when when i moved to the us i thought like a specific mentor who had similar experience um, to guide me or advise me and the way i'm thinking about it it can be someone who is very very strong in the skill set i want to expand or someone that i know had to work to get to mm. to get very good at that skill set yeah. uh, because it's it providing like different uh, experience um, so that's what I, I I've been doing the most for for this transition but I'm also and it's more and more what I'm doing today uh, leveraging my network uh, for a more informal mentoring to get mm. feedback to find a sounding board uh, because it allows me to to get a different point of view but also also to find the best person to help me with a Question or the opportunity that I'm looking to to explore. Um, So, which is why I think it's so important for all of us, uh, especially women, to invest in building and maintaining the network because it's Mm. an investment. It's really an investment that you make in yourself and in your career. Um, And what I want to say too, I also had a chance to mentor and to coach very talented individuals along my career, and I continue to do so. Uh, because it's a way for me to repay the time that was invested mm-hmm. in me. Um, and also, an incredible opportunity to grow. Uh, because when someone is asking you a question about your skill set or how you were able to achieve something, it really forces you to uh, analyze your way of working, it, your mm-hmm. decision, uh, and it helps you grow just by having that self reflection and that sounding board. So, and it's also keeping you fresh because sometimes. Yeah. Uh, after a while you there is you look at the wall and you look at your work uh the way you have been progressing and through the eyes of the people you have been working with and having someone just out of school asking you a question make keep it fresh and maybe
0: um reframe your perspective so i do definitely yeah that reflection can be so important mm-hmm. yeah do you have any final advice for women coming up in the IT or STEM field? I know we've talked about a lot of different mm-hmm. things, but is there anything else you want to say? Because you've shared some excellent insights. So
1: uh, we spoke a little bit about it, but what, what I would say is ask a lot of questions mm-hmm. and be curious about the answer. Uh, listen carefully, even if you believe that you already know the answer, because you you may be surprised. Uh, be confident about your skill set and your capacity to learn, because You don't always have to know everything to be Mm -hmm. good in a job. Uh, You just need the willingness to to learn and to be open about what you need to learn. Uh, Focus on that uh, network of colleagues that we just discussed internally and externally, because they can help you adjust to your first work or the work you are getting into, but also supporting your career and find a mentor. Then can help you develop your skill and pay it forward by mentoring someone else as quickly as possible.
0: Wonderful. Well, Odile, this has been so enlightening and interesting, and I just want to thank you for sharing your insights and being with us today. Thank you, Emily, for having me. It was a lovely conversation. Wonderful. For more information about the Top Women in Grocery podcast, please visit www.progressivegrocer.com slash podcast. You can also subscribe to the series wherever you typically listen to podcasts, including on Apple, Google, and Spotify. Do you have an idea for a Twig podcast topic? I'd love to hear from you. Email me at ecrow at ensembleiq.com. See you next time. And thanks so much for listening.